What's up, everybody? It's that time again. This is Nate, and it's a bite-sized breakdown. So, here's the deal. I've already tried to record this a couple of times and <laughs> restarted, and I'm, I'm sure you're saying, Nate, this is fantastic radio. Absolutely riveting. We are thrilled to death about the sort of the stalls in your creative process, and uh, thank you so very much for sharing you know, your your incompetence with us. <laughs> and at which point, I would just uh, yeah say, huh, you're welcome. Uh, anyways, uh, I wanted to take a couple of minutes here, and I was sort of struggling uh, to sort of firm up my thoughts, is the way that I would say it, on what I wanted to talk about. And uh, I definitely want to talk, uh, I'm going to take a couple minutes, I'm going to talk about uh, Golf Story, because I absolutely love that game. Uh, but I'm not really sure that I have like 15, I might have 15 to 20 minutes, but uh, in case I don't, they, I have a couple other things that I sort of wanted to talk about too. So first up, I'm going to, I am going to sort of like gush about Golf Story. I really like that game and I really liked it because in a lot of ways it's super clever uh, and it's sort of a perfect blend of two genres that just on the surface I mean it's not like oh this would never work because obviously it did but it just they sort of seem like very unlikely bedfellows uh, so to speak and it's taking a lot of the leveling and the loot grinds and the equipment sort of upgrade loops from the RPG uh, sort of world and inserting that into a golf game. And uh, and even sort of just as far as like maybe like the fact that like throughout the course of the golf story, they sort of do introduce like new sort of challenges and foils uh, that actually makes like the equipment grind relevant. Uh, it's it's very clever. Uh, I really enjoyed the story, and, and just full disclosure, uh, this uh, sidebar games the the people who made this, I really uh, will be keeping an eye on them, uh, just because this game was something special in my opinion. And again, it's not that it does anything like super brown breaking. Uh, brown breaking. Oh my goodness, groundbreaking. There's a little bit of words are hard for you, Logan. Um, but uh, it does it doesn't do anything what I would call groundbreaking, but it sort of blends all the different pieces together in in a way that is just a very compelling and enjoyable experience. So it's sort of an RPG golf game. And fundamentally, like here's the thing, I don't have like a ton of experience with golf. I've smashed like I've I've hit like a bucket of balls on a driving range and you know I I've done some like putt putt some like mini golf stuff uh I don't think I've ever I've played some short holes like um it's all like chip golf like it's all short course stuff it's all like chip and putt um I don't know if I've ever played like you know a full hole on a regular golf course uh I've seen them and I think it's neat but it's also super expensive. Like a decent set of clubs is uh, pricey. And uh, I have enough expensive hobbies as it is. Uh, between bourbon and cigars and video games, uh, I spend a fair bit of money. <laughs> anyway, and, and well, just my, my, my books that I don't seem to keep up with nearly as much as I, I should. 
Um, so I, I, I know that the majority of my experience with golf actually comes through video games, things like Mario golf and the various iterations there. And, uh, even I think it, everybody's golf or whatever it is for the PS4 that I, I've been playing a little bit with my wife. Like that's the bulk of, uh, my golfing experience and, and primarily even, and th- this actually kind of kept me from jumping into golf story a lot earlier is because there was sort of, I think a bit of a, a mental hitch or a mental break there where I was like, well, this is typically a ge- like a type of game that I would play with other people because, you know, it's not like I would sit around and play Mario golf by myself. That's obviously like something that I would play with, like my buddies back in the day or, you know, whoever, or even, um, you know, uh, with everybody's golf, I, I play that primarily with Megan. It's not like I'm firing it up just so that I can play. I mean, it's fun when I do, but at the same time, it's, it's more fun to sort of just get in there and goof around and play, you know, play with my, my wife there. Um, it's, it's, it's a much more social sort of gaming convention for me. So the the bulk of what I know about golf, I've I've learned through video games, which uh, you know obviously means I'm going to be a fantastic golfer in real life. Um, anyways, so golf story, um, it's kind of on its surface, and I I may have mentioned this on the last podcast, but the story in and of itself I, isn't any great shakes. It's it's funny. It's mostly just it's very lighthearted. It's about a dude who sort of um, walks away from his, his, his life, his former life as whatever, to become a golf pro. Um, and apparently he's a very unorthodox player. But as the game progresses, you know, he's competent. He just looks bad, I guess. And uh, the game's just, it's, it's, it's not, and, and again, I wouldn't say like this is like, phenomenal storytelling or anything like that but it's clever the script is clever it's charming it's just fun to play like the the story is is not there to sort of draw you in whereas in a lot of times with uh like you know the the more like traditional rpgs the big thing is the story or even just like the the, and a lot of the the games that we've seen lately like you know god of war and well, you know, I played Horizon Zero Dawn recently. Like, the story is sort of like, yes, it is about sort of interacting with this big world, but the story is like what keeps you sort of moving through the, this experience. Whereas the story in this is very sort of like secondary, or it's it's not even close to like the reason why you're playing. I mean, it doesn't hurt, and obviously it sort of creates some sort of impetus to keep playing. But um, anyways... You go through, uh, well, I'm, I, I counted them off earlier and then I forgot about the number, but there's uh, Wellspring or Wellworn Grove. Then you go to, uh, there's like a prehistoric themed golf course. And these are nine hole courses, so it's not like a full 18. Um, and then there's the one on the beach. Oh, there's the, the one with the cheeky beaks. Then there's tidy, so there's we're at five. Six would be the the haunted one. Seven would be the winter one, and eight would be the dunes. So there's, I think, eight courses, um, give or take. And uh, 
each one of them sort of introduces a new mechanic and and sort of gets increasingly harder and then and again this sort of this this idea where there's like an rpg element in the equipment sort of acquisition grind sort of thing where you acquire new clubs that actually make a difference and sort of help overcome some of these uh different obstacles and stuff and you get powers like uh you get like a focus mode you 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 start out with that actually i think and you but it you can toggle this focus mode in and you have like a sort of like a limited resource on how how many times you can do it use it uh but when you hit a ball in focus mode it ignores wind and um it slows down the sort of like the power meter for the swing so that you can sort of have a perfect t and uh and then there's power, which just, you know, given the name is just gives you a little bit of extra power to, you know, you know, send that ball sailing a, a few more feet, yards, whatever, meters, I guess. And then there's the like a, a tee off mode and there's a normal hit mode too. And tee off is just regardless of the terrain, you can hit it with, you know, so if you you land the ball in a bunker by the time you unlock the tee, the tee off mode, you can just use that instead of having to chip it out. Um, and so there's like the different modes and then the, the, the clubs do different things like, you know, they might give a little bit of extra length and maybe they adjust loft and you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like, there's all these like little mechanical tweaks and stuff, which sort of, I, I enjoyed, I thought was kind of fun. And um, yeah. And there's, and there, there's a lot of stuff just even mechanically, like you can, there's a mode where you can sort of adjust accordingly the, the swing. And so it shows you on the, the meter, like, Hey, you know, given like sort of perfect circumstances this is where you want to hit on the meter to drive it this far and and you can put like backspin on it you can hit the ball in a certain direction like in a, in a certain placement to adjust curve i mean there's all sorts of like neat little mechanics that it adds you know in addition to this this rpg element and so you know and and honestly i think like the sprite works pretty good it's not i wouldn't call it anything like amazing but i think like it's it's a very sort of like it's a very cute chibi-ish sort of 16-bit style sprite work kind of stuff and and i i enjoyed it i think it's a very pleasing game to look at um it's it's just one of those things that you know like i said the story is basically sort of your journey to become a pro golfer and, uh, you know, you have to, to sort of play through these different courses and, and exhibit a certain amount of mastery. And, uh, you know, there were a few times in the game where I felt like a real, like, there was a chance I could have lost, like, the match or the tournament. And so, you know, I, I imagine that would have just been like a fail state and you would have had to play it again in order to actually progress but um i usually um just through the course of the game was just significantly better than the ai i i mean the final the final match or the final tournament i think i ended up beating 
like the the computer like because anyway but i i was like five or six strokes under par and uh the closest like the the nearest competitor was like a stroke over or at zero or at par um for the course so i mean it's it's stuff like that where I really do strongly, like, if you have a Switch, you shouldn't sleep on this game. Uh, I can't remember what I paid for it, but I would say, like, I think, like, I got 20 hours out of it, and I didn't even do everything in it. I did a fair bit, but I didn't do everything. And I would honestly say that uh, uh, 15 to 20 bucks is is a fair price, in my opinion. And, you know, uh, I think that this game is... Is a well-crafted piece of work, and I definitely would encourage anybody to play it. Um, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely there. So I guess I got about. Yeah, I'm looking at my timer here. It's you know, 14 minutes. So not including my intro. That's that's a decent little chunk. Um, you know, I I played a few other things like uh. I started up actual sunlight. I've been trying to... So Psychonauts is the big push, obviously. And uh, I've been just trying to sort of like do some like littler stuff on the the Vita and uh, my Switch. And uh, so I've, I actually fired Katana Zero back up. And I think I'm going to try and just sort of punch through that. Um, I'm trying... I, I'm not too far into it, but I've heard it's a pretty short little experience so i'm i'm looking forward to maybe chewing through that and i'm actually playing actual sunlight on my vita which uh dude that that game just i will definitely have more to say on it like the i'm probably about 20 minutes into it and it's already kind of eerie um in a good way but still it's a little eerie um the other thing you know I did want to point out it, it's a bit of a weird coincidence, but that game Reverie. So, spoiler, you know, alert a little bit, and I, I, I don't think it's that big a stretch or like a surprise. But uh, that golf story game is sort of it's set in a fictional sort of version of Australia, and uh, which is kind of coincidental because they're not the same thing, but. Uh, that Reverie game that I played just a little bit ago is actually sort of set in a New Zealand Maori-ish kind of environment um, story. And I just thought that that was an interesting sort of like little tag where it's like uh, two games that I've actually enjoyed a, a, a fair bit. You know, Reverie was was fun. It was a good little Zelda clone. And, and I don't have a ton to say about it. I, I think it was fine. I think it was fun and good and I'll definitely sort of be keeping an eye out for more stuff like that. Uh, but I didn't think it was any, it, it didn't really like knock my socks off or blow me away. So uh, there is that, um, which I thought was a neat little coincidence. Uh, just thought too, I'd take a couple minutes and I haven't really brought it up, but you know, one of the things Megan and I do together is, uh, and it's it's a much more passive like and uh, sometimes it can it can be its own sort of it can be its own sort of problem because then you know anyways but we watch tv together and so we'll pick a show and we'll watch it together 
And sometimes the the problem therein lies the, the fact that sometimes we end up, and it's a lot of times I'm actually the one sort of driving this. Um, but we we watch we we binge like seven or eight episodes when we probably should have stopped after like two or three. Um, but again, that that's on me. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, a show that Megan and I have been watching together is uh. I had never watched uh, Veronica Mars, and the first couple episodes left me a little like cold on it. I was I was sort of like, ah, oh, this is very like '90s, you know, late '90s, early 2000s kind of like schlock, and uh, but it's kind of actually grown on me, especially in the sense that um, it's it feels like very Raymond Chandler esque, which is kind of cool in my opinion. Um, I'm actually sort of appreciating it way more than I thought I would initially. And so we're, we're, we're wrapping up on, uh, we're getting ready to, we're, we're sort of closing in on the end of the third season and then we'll watch the movie and then we'll start watching the fourth season. But, uh, it's definitely an interesting show and I, and I kind of dig it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, they're a bunch of heathens, a bunch of, you know, uh, crazy pagan Californian heathens, uh, you know, and so there's definitely, you, you probably shouldn't be taking life lessons from anybody in this show, but it is it is kind of neat. And uh, the way that some of these these arcs work out and these mysteries get solved is, like I said, it's it's very like Raymond Chandler esque. A lot of times, I don't even feel like it's like that you can sort of see like the detective work behind the scenes. It's just sort of like the clues just sort of fall into their lap, and uh, just or people just give them information because they're just super cool. And uh, yeah. That's uh, but it, but it is fun and and we've been enjoying that. So um, I'm I'm pretty. I'll be honest too. Like uh, sort of what's been been big on my radar, and I'll definitely probably talk. Uh, you know, I'll definitely be talking about it. I think uh, by the time Josh and I sit down for the next episode of the breakdown, uh, but Borderlands Three comes out, and uh, it's gonna oh boy howdy, it's gonna be hard for me to sort of you know, stay the course and play Psychonauts, you know, and put my time into Psychonauts and sort of go through that. And uh, instead of just dumping all of my time into Borderlands 3, which by the way, uh, just, and again, I will touch on this in, in our next full full length, uh, our, our big size breakdown. I don't know if I've made that joke yet or not. It's been in my head for a while, so. Uh, but, uh, I'll definitely be talking about some of my thoughts on Psychonauts. Um, I really like that game, but man, you know, Josh and I on our last episode, we sort of talked about how sometimes visually things just do not stand up. And it's, it is way rough in my opinion. And it's, it, it is sort of jarring because they don't, there are some parts where they definitely don't, they render sort of like these there's like these animated cutscenes that are rendered in a different engine than the game and it's very jarring like it's a very jarring break 
I mean, I I still am enjoying my time with it, and I think it's just as far as like uh, 3D like platformer type experiences, it is one of like the high high water marks for me. But I'm also sort of reconsidered like during this playthrough, and I'll, and again, I will talk more and you know at length uh, with Josh. But it's like I'm actually sort of reconsidering the maybe the the chase for the platinum on that one but i think uh like i said I, I i really wanted to sort of bang the drum on on golf story and just say hey like if you haven't checked it out yet keep an eye on it you know like if you know i know that adam uh from trg said that he's definitely like gonna try and pick it up on on the next sale sale and i think that that's that's good you know it's sort of definitely like you want to be keeping your you know the the old hashtag backlogs and finances in mind but uh i would definitely say like i'm i'm of the mindset i think this game is worth like the 15 20 bucks uh that i i think that i spent on it so um yeah i i just i enjoyed it and i think it's just sort of one of those things that it's a unique enough experience that it, it really did give me something sort of fun to chew on for a while. And it's, uh, it is really something at, at the end of the day, I would describe it as golf story is, is it is, yes, it is very, you can see it's, it's RPG roots and you can see it's golf game roots, but in so many ways it, it, it does really give you something that is much greater than the sum of its parts. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. So yeah, I'm I'm sort of, you know, I've been all you know also sort of keeping an eye on. Uh, Wesley's been been tempting me to sort of go back and sort of like start Dragon Quest Five back up, but then I'm I'm sort of conflicted because that's I need that I need to sort of get distracted on another JRPG like I need a hole in my head. Um, anyways. Anyways, 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 uh, I've, I'm rambling at this point in time. Uh, I, I, I really want to encourage people to not sleep on golf story anymore. If, if you, you have, haven't already sort of picked it up or you've, you've sort of been like waiting on it. I, I definitely think it's worth your time. So until next time, this has been a bite sized and, uh, I'm Nate, and I'll catch you guys here well, in a bit. Later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash thebacklogbreakdown. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. 